0: Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. Uh, I'm Fernanda Torres, nurse practitioner. We're back for another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration, and we do have a guest today. We're super excited. Dr. Linda Marquez, how are you? I'm
1: great. Great. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Always excited to see you. And of course, you know, coming on the show and just catching up uh, with our week. And, you know, this is my favorite time of the week. It's a great way to, to always say it's what, hump day. (laughs) So it's always, it's great. I'm doing great. Good to see
0: you. Super good to see you too. I'm back in Arizona. That's why the background looks a little bit different. You got it
1: Pop, like you know really summery weather you're getting ready for you to really become an arizonian and and enjoy the
0: desert life huh i'm super ready for that i cannot wait
1: well you're gonna love it here uh, i've been here a few years now and i mean I, I moved from sunny southern california but lived in different states but you know, there's just something different about the desert, something lovely about it. So, you know, you just make the best of it wherever you move. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's awesome. But I'm excited that, you know, we have a wonderful guest. Um, I credit her so much for my life and where I am today today. Um, she does an amazing job working with clients. Kimberly Rinaldi, she's a speaker. She's an author, radio personality, a success coach. You know, she's have um, she has a show, also the network founder of Lessons in Joyful um, Living Radio. So what really makes her unique and special is that, you know, she really can find out, like, instantly like it's just magical like where your struggles are and what do you need to do and get on point for that so that's with you know helping you identify what's missing from your life and your career your business relationships you know health or even your spiritual journey because those are all important things that we talk about on the show because we want people to um, live their best life to um, be the best versions of themselves and we, we always share that you know, then she will sit down with you, get the information strategically, you know, put a plan together for I'm here and I want to be here, but I don't know how to get there. So she helps you bridge the gap. She does an amazing job, Um, definitely is going to push you out of your comfort zone, but you know, everything that you want is outside of your comfort zone. So we say you have, you learn to become uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Exactly. But she does it in such a way that um, it's just very nurturing, but to the point, and um, you know, that's what you need when you really want to grow in any area of your life. I guess they're called growing pains for, for a that's reason. Insane. Yeah, so I'm excited about our, our topic today, you know, addictions, and I mean, you see that, I and mean, we both see that in our practices, uh, you know, whether it's, in some people just think addictions are, um, they just think medication or drugs, but there's more to that, obviously. There is
0: a lot more to addictions to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think she's going to be the perfect one to, you know, dive in deep with that and, um, you know, take us on that journey.
0: Perfect. So without, without much more ado, let's bring Kimberly on. Hello, Kimberly. ladies. Thank you for
2: having me. Lovely to see you, Linda. Lovely to see you, Fernanda. Again, thank you for having me on. I kind of feel like Oprah. I want to walk around and go, you're an addict. You're an addict. You're all addicts. You're not getting cars, but you've all got addiction. (laughs) Um, Which sounds really offensive right out the gate. So before I jump in, am I allowed to use language on your show? I forgot to ask ahead of time. You can talk however you want, as as yeah. you're able to... You. All grown-ups, right? So I want to jump in and I want to I first give you a little background. I grew up in some really shitty circumstances. Uh, I was exposed to domestic violence, to substance abuse, sexual abuse. I was raised by wolves. Essentially, that I learned to walk upright on my own is a testament to my desire to learn, to do different, to do better. I have family that is currently serving prison sentences. I have family who, in their 60s, are still addicted to substances. I have family who are functional addicts. I saw this growing up and realized this was not where I wanted to spend my life as i progressed as i studied as i learned what i realized is we addict to anything that is the dopamine process within the human brain within the human body if we get something that gives us a payoff whether it's a positive or negative payoff if there's a payoff of some sort dopamine gets released so i want to talk today about emotional addiction because frankly I was an asshole until I was 28 years old. I was angry. I was stressed out. I was addicted to anxiety. I was addicted to anger. Those biological chemical responses were what drove and led almost all of my decision making. We all know somebody who is the oh my God, oh my God, the sky is falling. I mean, and right now, we've got enough reason for them to feel that way exactly. and then the other side we know the person who it's everybody's fault it's not me it's all them you know <laughs> and i say when little johnny comes home and says all his teachers hate him at some point you need to look at little johnny because chances are he's an asshole <laughs> i was that asshole i was everything was a crisis everything was drama everything pissed me off because I grew up in circumstances where I had no control. The only thing I could control were my responses. And I found that anger and anxiety gave me the dopamine hits that made me feel better.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so relevant to right now with everything going on as we're, you know, doing this podcast right now is, you know, with COVID and everything and, and with the riots and the you know this life mattered and this life doesn't matter then because this life does matter, you know, there's just so much and people are just, they're very angry and and I think it's perfect, you know, as you said, um, what you experienced, some things don't change, there's a
2: lot of that still relevant nowadays as, as we see it. Absolutely, and at 28 years old, I got married, I bought a house, I changed careers, and I had a health crisis. Those are four of the top Mm -hmm. 10 major life issues. And what I realized was I was still pissed off. I was still Mm -hmm. hurting. And the people who I deemed responsible for this weren't even in my life anymore.
0: And probably weren't even aware.
2: Right? Some of them weren't even alive anymore. Mm -hmm. So how in the fuck was it Their fault that I was here. I really had that come to Jesus moment because honestly, I had been training in behavioral sciences for 10 years at that point. Um, So I was doing the do as I say, not as I do program. And I sat one day and I just thought, how in the hell can I continue to blame these people? It's, you know, if I had only been given this, if I hadn't had to go through this, if I had only tried... You know, if they'd only given me, if they'd only tried, if they'd only done, if they, it, it's not them, Buttercup, it's yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It, it is 100% you and it's not blame and it's not culpability. It's about ownership because when you own it, you can change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take ownership for what you feel. Take ownership for where you are. Take ownership for what's going on with you in this moment. See, the thing is not the thing. And Linda's been through training with me and she understands (laughs) that. You're pissed off today about what Sweetie Pie did three days ago. You're not pissed off about what Sweetie Pie did three days ago. (laughs) You're anchored an emotion and you are cycling in it because that's not happening anymore. That stopped happening three days ago. But again, it's those dopamine hits and we call them secondary gain there is a subconscious driver somewhere in there and people will say well i don't want to be in an abusive relationship and i don't want this and i don't want that Mm -hmm. i understand and at a conscious level i know you don't want these things but at a subconscious level you are getting something you're either getting out of something or getting something out of this Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and that's where the dopamine hits come in Mm -hmm. And every time you go into that feeling, every time you log on to Facebook and you get righteously indignant with the other political party because they are the wrong one, (laughs) it's a dopamine hit. Every time you log on and watch the news and find out just what a shit show we're living in, it's a dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. You don't like what's happening, but your body loves those dopamine hits. Because they speak to the same receptors that opium does. They speak to the same receptors that cocaine does. They speak to the same receptors that really everything does. Heroin, all of the major drugs hit those those dopamine receptors. They give you those hits. So your body is saying, I don't care what's going on with you. I just want more. Mm. It's the fix it's a fix. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And while I came on and I was joking about feeling like Oprah and saying that you guys are all addicted, I can give you an <laughs> example and, and we all know how to drive, right?
0: Absolutely.
2: Okay. So do you remember hands at 10 hands at two? Mm-hmm. two and ten? Just and and <laughs> two. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> got in the car, you put your hands at 10 and two, you adjusted the mirror. We all learned how to drive. And if you learned to drive in Southern California, it wasn't very long before you were cut off the first time. And what likely happened that very first time was you got an adrenaline dump and a dopamine hit immediately following and you went, oh my God, I need to be more careful. First time. Second, third, fourth time, probably that day. um, You start questioning the legitimacy of that person's Parentage, is this person a bastard? Okay, we'll go there. What kind of bastard is this behind the other wheel of the car? The reason for this is it becomes a gestalt. It becomes like a pearl in an oyster. Every exposure gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it no longer is that initial exposure. Remember I said when sweetie pie pissed you off three days ago but you're still angry three days later? This is a gestalt. It is basically an anchor that you are creating within yourself. Mm-hmm. See, we don't get in the car and get cut off and have those moments and immediately think the first time someone's an asshole. Someone, they're in the wrong. We The first time we experience a shock to the system, it causes us to take a step back and consider what's going on. The more you have of the same thing, you build
0: those dopamine receptors, you go looking for it. Mm-hmm. Kimberly, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would that be because there is some sort of pattern interruption before that happens. Is that why? That's why. That's why it, it creates,
2: it, it does. Every pattern interrupt is an adrenaline shift. Your brain biology stops. So there is a change in physiology at that point. Mm -hmm. Another example I use is we've all sat in traffic. Okay, Here's the addictive process. We can all be sitting in traffic. The person to the right of me, get the fuck out of my way, move, move. (laughs) Okay, addicted to anger. I have have family. I won't name him, my (laughs) brother-in-law, but addicted to anger. No matter what happens, that's the go-to emotion. The person to my left, oh my God, I'm gonna be late, I'm gonna get fired, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be homeless. Addicted to anxiety. I was a combination of the two. If it wasn't panic mode, it was pissed off mode. Mm. The thing is now, because I know the biology of it, I know how to change it. See, there's no magical solution. You can choose to change. You just need the tools and the strategies. And they're easy to adapt. They're easy to adopt. They're easy to master. Once you've got the tools and strategies, I sit in traffic and I'm not telling you that I'm blissed out all the time but I sit in traffic and I'm like, I am exactly where I am supposed to be right now. Mm -hmm. There is nothing happening that I need to be involved with. I pick up the phone. I catch up with people that I haven't talked to. I listen to music. I listen to my podcasts. It's different. Mm -hmm. It's the same stimulus but a different response because I've trained my brain not to go there
0: so mm-hmm. i would I say, say a question, question to my mind mm-hmm. if i am the person that gets angry in traffic and mm-hmm. i recognize it as i'm listening to you and i said hmm, that's me i relate i don't want to do that anymore and every time i get in my car i make myself conscious and you know aware enough and i Pick, I start picking it up little by little. I'm, I'm sure that it's not going to be every single time. And then with time, I break that cycle perhaps of anger in the car. How do I make sure that I don't replace it simply with just being angry at the mailman or <laughs> just something else? Well, the thing is, what you do in one area
2: of your life, you will do in all areas of your life. So if you have an anger issue, chances are you have an anger issue. (laughs) In many areas. Right, right. So one of the things that I talk about is when you start to choose to change, if you come at it, and most people come at it from the wrong direction, there is a a hierarchy of, of where change happens, if you will. If it happens at the level of identity, who you believe yourself to be, if it happens at the level of belief, who you know yourself to be, who you believe yourself to be, it happens quickly, it's almost instantaneous, it happens at the subconscious level and it's just a shift. You talk, you hear people who are like I don't, and you know, I have it's the near death experience kind of thing, it changes mm-hmm. who they are. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, you get those those moments, those pivotal moments in time where they you change who you are biologically. Most people don't come to change from those levels. They approach it from the lower level, which is environment and behavior. And that's oh, I'm going to put my consciousness on it. I'm going to focus. Oh, I fucked up. Now I'm mad at me. It's you come at it from the lower levels, and it's it's effort. It takes time. A lot of effort. It doesn't not work it's just a lot harder Mm -hmm. but when you know what it takes to make the change at identity at belief at value those top three levels see the thing is if if your identity is a peaceful non-judgmental because this is who i am peaceful (laughs) non-judgmental happy individual is that the person who's gonna get pissed off sitting in traffic? Yeah. yeah. Show I me mean, a lot, yeah. So one of the
1: things, you know, is, as um, I know with a lot of patients that I work with we say, you can do a diet for the rest of your life and it, it won't work because you your identity as a person didn't change. My the identity is like, well, I've been on a diet all my life. I've always been the big girl in the family. That's their identity that they they so dearly hold on to, you know. So yeah. how do you help people break that? I you know, it has to be done at a more at a subconscious
2: level then. It it does. And there are so many tools and strategies mm-hmm. that it can be done quickly, effortlessly, what I can explain. And you and and I have known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. You met me when I was at my heaviest, I got up to 270. Mm -hmm. I never had the identity of a fat person. I could still do yoga. I could still walk 10 miles a day when we were traveling. I live in a tri-level house. Let me explain this again. I live in a tri-level house. I have logged as many as 25 flights of stairs on an average day. But I had doubled my weight, but because I was still skinny in my brain, (laughs) I'd walk by the mirror and go, who's that chick? (laughs) What's she doing in my house? (laughs) Until my body made me aware of where I was in my health, I wasn't going to change. Mm. When my body made me aware of where I was in my health, and it became, you're not healthy. That became the identity. That also became the wake-up call to change. So I never became, I was never the fat girl in my head because I was never never fat until I was, um, which was in my late 20s, early 30s. So how do you address that? Oh, God. There, there are tools that literally take the length of an exhale. Mm, wow. Yeah. Literally, you've worked with me on some of these. Mm -hmm. It's literally, Mm -hmm. what is that, eight seconds? Yeah. Sometimes you have to apply it more than once. But very often these tools will get you what we call a SUDS level subjective unit of distress from a 10 out of 10 by 50% reduction the first time. What? Another 50% reduction the second time key is to get that SUDS level down to zero. Once you have reached neutrality, you cannot rebuild on it. And here's a little mind-blowing biology, belief, mind science, metaphysical tidbit to chew on. Every single experience is neutral until you place a value on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every experience. I don't care. You can give me the worst of the worst. It's neutral until you place a value on it. You're the one who put the value on it. You are the one who can change it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. People make a big deal out of something like it's not a big deal. <laughs> You're making it a big deal. So, yeah, that was so, that was really a, a big aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. Is you know we you've we've worked together and like I said. So much has shifted in my life, and and it's because of the work that you know the training I've done with you for years. And you know, people will ask, "Well, I, you know, how do you do this? And why are you so this?" And it's like, you know, it just it takes time in some ways. But when you're ready, you're ready, and you can make that shift.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so and you
2: change the biology of your brain. You've changed your addictions from the feelings that you used to have to the feelings that you want to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does so it work smart. all the time? Am I blissful all the time? Mm-hmm. Mr. Rinaldi is fond of saying, <laughs> I wish your students could see you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that too, so. <laughs> I'm human. I am human. Having I am a spirit, having a human experience, i get pissed off about stuff but here's the difference i don't dwell in it i don't pick it up and carry it forward with me every once in a while i'll store a few up and then wait for the unknowing customer service rep who crosses me the wrong way and (laughs) i'll hand it back to them but the thing is i'm aware of the biology of addiction i'm aware of what my brain is willing to do to get those dopamine hits Mm -hmm. I'm aware of what it does to me long term. You both are acutely aware of the damage caused by cortisol, caused by stress, caused by all of these things that we carry by having anger, sadness, pain, shame, grief, guilt, frustration, anxiety. If you're not experiencing that moment, then you're carrying an emotion that served that moment that has anchored and addicted that you you literally picked it up, put it in a basket, and said, I'm taking this with me. <laughs> yeah. So what um what are what would
1: be like one strategy, one tool that you have seen? I know we talked about something as simple as just like the breathing. <laughs> You know, but for people to you know they're in that moment and it's just like we are driven by addictions and, and it is a, it's a dopamine response. You know, it's like we want to feel a certain way, but we do it in an unhealthy way. So how can we create that more for like in a positive way? It's going to benefit us and not hurt us
2: there are two tools that well there's hundreds but there are two that i utilize very probably i lean into them more than anything else because you don't have to do anything other than one of them is breathe it's a toning exercise you guys want to try something yeah, we've done that. Right. Okay, fabulous. So think think about something maybe Sweetie Pie or the kids did that, yeah, <laughs> bless their little <laughs> hearts and their pointy heads, you want to still kick them. <laughs> okay. So think about something that's created frustration in your world. And you don't even have here's the beauty. You don't even have to tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. So have you got it? I don't All right, 0 to 10, how big is this for you right this minute? Do I say it? Yeah. Tell me the number. I I don't need to know what the thing is. Let's do it. Uh, It's a six. It's a six. Close your eyes. Go into it. Play it again over and over and over and get it as big as you can get it. Open your eyes when you've got it as big as you can get it and then tell me the number. Eight. I just proved you can change how you feel—not for the positive, but I proved it. Okay. <laughs> Linda, yours was a what, and then it went to a what?
1: It was a seven, but then I um, amplified it with
2: about an eight. Okay. So I've just proven you can change how you feel. Fact. Right. Mm-hmm. Take your hand, make ooh, camera. Take your hand, make a fist, and then place it right on your sternum just really tight against your sternum, okay? And then just say your name out loud. Linda. Okay, and you get a little bit of vibration there, right? Not a lot, mm-hmm. okay, a little bit. Now drop into your best Isaac Hayes, go about two octaves lower than your normal voice and say your name again. Linda. <laughs> Linda. Out of the throat and into the chest and the diaphragm. So, Kimberly. And there's more vibration there, correct? Mm-hmm. This is toning. It's based on yogic breathing. Hold that thought. Hold that hand. It's just a measuring device. Now take a deep breath. Uh, 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 until you're completely out of breath. Oh. <laughs> What's your number now, Fernanda?
0: Probably about a three.
2: Linda. Yeah.
1: About a two or three, same thing.
2: Which feels great. Here's where most people go wrong. That feels better than the seven or the eight. And they're like, this is great. I can go on. Remember that gestalt, that little, curl that just keeps building layers. If you don't take it to a neutral, you got something left to build on. So let's do it again. Deep breath. This is your holding thing. Now sit up straight. Really get into that diaphragmic breathing this time.
1: (sighs) Until you're
2: completely out of breath. What's your
1: number now? I'm at zero. I love this exercise. I call it the whale exercise, like in um, Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, That's uh, <laughs> <a> Perfect name. <laughs> Where did you go with it? I'm at a one. At a one. Okay. <laughs> After
2: about two or three, if you find that you're not moving. Go back into it. What was the first emotion? You don't have to tell me the thing, but what was the first emotion? Frustration. Look at the one. Close your eyes. Look at it. What is the new emotion?
0: Actually, just kind of it's actually funny, (laughs) not thinking about it.
2: Okay. So the frustration is completely gone. Mm -hmm. This almost feels like incredulousness, like "I I can't believe this even happened. Does that make sense? It does okay so even the incredulousness is still kind of a negative feeling so take just one more breath but focus on the incredulousness of it because i can't believe this happened and one more Uh, is there anything left (laughs)
1: nothing
2: Close your eyes, go back into it, try to get it as big as you can get it again. When you find you can't find it, open your eyes because this is who you are moving forward. Yeah. This
1: works great when you're driving. People might look at you like you're crazy, but I'd rather
2: I'd rather be going, ah, oh, than I, giving them the bird or something. Well, and it, actually, it it's, I've done yoga since I was five. And this is something that I incorporated from vocal exercises that I do before I do a speaking engagement, because I can actually project my voice in a room of 250 people without a mic. So, Impressive. I, yeah, well, I got a mouth. Um, but I, I got the <laughs> diaphragmic breathing down, so I am able to project. And I realized one day doing this, I was getting ready to go on stage. I had a lot of anxiety because I was presenting to a group of mental health professionals. (laughs) I'm like, please don't call me crazy. (laughs) And I realized doing the exercise, holy crap, my anxiety level has completely gone away. So then I started practicing this with all negative emotions. I have healed things with people utilizing this methodology that they have carried with them for decades. It doesn't matter whether it happened yesterday or 30 years ago or 60 years ago, you can heal this. I'm going to go a little woo-woo on you. This is heart center. This is the center of everything, the connection to everything. But where do we hurt when we're in pain emotionally? Where do we tighten up? Where do we store heart center? Mm-hmm. My heart is breaking. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe. I'm grieving. Grief. Oh, my dad's, oh, I'm going to cry. Um, anniversary, 14th anniversary of my dad passing was Monday. And I, he's been gone 14 years. I miss him. I love him. I'm not actively grieving, but Monday was a tough day. I spent Monday toning my happy little ass off while I was doing <laughs> what I needed to do so that i wouldn't get caught up in the missing him what happens is you're able to pull the negative load off of anything and replace it with that sense of peace neutrality you don't have we were you were asking earlier and i didn't sidestep it but i wanted to come back to it mm-hmm. you don't have to replace a negative with a positive All you have to do is get it to neutral. That's your essence. You will come through when you're in that space Mm -hmm. of non-judgment
0: and peace. And that exercise, Kimberly, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that can be done when you're actually in the moment, feeling that emotion as well as just thinking about something that causes you anger, frustration, or anything else, right?
2: Absolutely, I had been using that technique before speaking engagements for about 15 years, and then my cat died in 2011, nine years ago, and I had a fully booked schedule, and at the time I was seeing clients every two hours six days a week cancel a bunch of clients because your cat died and my animals are my family they are like my children but that being said it wasn't it wasn't a a responsible decision to make to cancel an entire week or two or three schedule but i was still tearful i was grieving and i just thought fuck it everybody's luring tony (laughs) And I presented it as I'm trying this new technique, would you be willing to utilize it? And everybody learned toning for two weeks and I never shed another tear. I still miss the cat. I still, you know, my heart was still aching for the loss, but I was able to function Mm -hmm. throughout my day. And literally everybody learned toning that, those
1: two weeks. It's such, a, it's such a powerful, powerful tool, and I remember yeah. when you taught that, I I used that with the kids, and it was like we just they'd be mad about something, and we would actually uh, I would take the kids to. I had to do like three different drop-offs to three different schools, so and then we had to get on the freeway, and and this was in Orange County. And literally, we would do that as we're driving. And I'm like, okay, who's gonna do whale? <laughs> We'd have contests to see who could do it. And I'm just laughing. And it was just so much fun. It just kind of lightened the moment because you know what Southern California traffic is like? You know, it's just like everyone's not too friendly. So that had been just like a real saving grace. Um, just something so simple, you know, and that's the whole thing about, you know, working with you is i always say it's like she has like a and she's like felix the cat has a bag of tricks and you don't know which one she's going to pull out (laughs) but they 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 work and uh and i think when you have the tools and i think that's the most important thing is having the tools and the accountability and that's what makes your work so good is that you know you give people the tools you give them the pathway but you also um you know, there's consequences if you don't follow through and, and you make people take full responsibility. That's what the accountability is for.
2: And that that is, that is so important. And I'm going to say something. And, you know, this is on the tails of saying that I, I present to and I teach a lot of mental health professionals. We live in a world, unfortunately, where we have a lot of broken systems and traditional Western mental health, look at me, is a broken system. Mm -hmm. It is not designed to heal the individual. It is designed to identify and diagnose. And 10 years down the road, you're not 10% resolved at year one and 40% resolved at year four. And you know, year 10, you're finally resolved. That isn't what happens. If year 10, you're finally resolved, chances are. Something made that shift within your identity, within your values, within your belief system. But traditional mental health is not designed for healing. Mm -mm. Behavioral health leans a little bit more into it. And I'm going to say something that I really had trouble saying out loud for many, many years. It's all energy healing, baby. It's all energy healing. Your thoughts, your emotions, your beliefs, your behaviors, they are all biochemical, electrical responses to an internal or external stimulus. It's energy.
0: Yeah. It it's is.
2: energy. Yeah. And that's when I started literally pairing that process with the behavioral is when my clients started getting to goal 30 to 50% faster. hmm I can take an eight-hour breakthrough with a client—literally eight hours with me—and change who they are and how they see the world. It, It's—it is magic. It, it, that's the only way I can define it because it, it is the magic of who you are, which is only a tiny expression of what you're experiencing here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go all woo-woo because I am very left-brain. I am very logical. I am—I come from 20 years in Western health. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna swing a dead chicken over your head, the first time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to suggest that you look at alternative therapies with mm-hmm. a fresh set of eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure out what works holistically. Why does this work? Okay, so the science behind why toning works is you are moving. Vibration is the closest thing to physical manifest. You're actually breaking up stuck energy within your chest. You store all of your tension here. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said you have to feel that vibration here. Mm -hmm. Thinking about what it is, feeling that vibration there allows you to break it through you don't it breaks the handle off the basket you've been carrying around a bullshit that you you know have from whenever
1: you don't need to carry it around with you mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it
0: that's something that um we mm-hmm. <laughs> slightly covered last week and i was giving an example of the way that i see kind of life right mm-hmm. i see my my world inside and then i see whatever you know the world sees um mm-hmm. as well and I understand that the way that I see the world depends on what um, label I put on the things, right? So the meaning that I give to, uh, to things. But we can go to work and we can, you know, we can do all, all of these things and we can go to seminars and we can write a, a thousand journals and answer a thousand questions about ourselves and everything. But unless we do the mental work, if, if it happens, if, it cha- if anything changes, it's going to take forever but going inward and changing the our our wiring perhaps of the things that we do subconsciously is what gives the best, the most i guess um, results
2: yeah and and here's here's the thing the tools that i utilize come from it's you no know, therapy it's cognitive behavioral therapy it's neuro linguistic programming and then i throw in a bunch of my stuff and mix it up everyone's heard of tony robbins right Mm -hmm. this is what he's built an entire industry on yeah mind science that's what it comes down to mind science yeah so
1: how can people get a hold of you or is there a website i know you usually have like you know i know you've had downloads for like even meditations i mean your meditations have been Amazing and just awesome and your material. And I know you've you've changed things around a lot. Um, where can people um, find you and if you're taking I on am, clients and so forth? I,
2: I am. Um, I can be found at Kimberly Rinaldi.com, um lessons in joyful living radio.com for podcast and live radio. And then if you don't mind, I have a free gift for your viewers. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a 38, 39, I don't know. It's an ebook, it's Choose to Change. And basically it will walk you through step-by-step, utilizing weight loss as a metaphor, because God knows we all want that at some point, Mm -hmm. but it will walk you through the mind science of what you need to do when you make change and why it is so hard change. It talks about the hierarchy of change at belief and value and identity versus environment and behavior. It talks about what we call self-sabotage and where that comes from. It talks about how you need to look at life through the filters of what you really want and how every action you take, every choice you make, every decision is either taking you further from, keeping you stuck where you are, or moving you closer to your actual goals. Mm. I am grateful. This is going to sound weird. I am grateful for COVID at this point. We spent so much time and movement being busy for decades. We have been forced into our homes we have been forced to take a step back. I was forced to close two brick and mortars and a handful of other businesses because that's what we had to do. But in doing that, I think a lot of people are realizing there was movement, but no momentum. There was motion, but no action. There was a lot of this going on, but no thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing with people who are angry, who are frustrated, who are, are are getting whipped into a frenzy, are the ones who are stuck in the old paradigm. I'm not here to convert them. That's yeah. not my job. Yeah.
1: There's expansion going on. So I think I can't wait to um to go through your ebook, your free gift for us. And I'm... I always learn. I learn something new every day. I mean, I know Fernanda Nara is like, oh, she'll share something with me, I'll share something with you, and vice versa. And you've given me so many amazing tools to work with. I mean, I've got like stacks of books, and I'm like, I'll go back, like, oh, I haven't used this one in a while. So um, it's just your work changes people's lives. And I think right now, the solution to everything that's going on. I was having this conversation with someone this morning. I'm like, stay in your own lane. Work on you as a person.
2: Show and
1: up and change everybody else. Be the best version of you.
2: Exactly. Show up. I, I just did a presentation a couple of weeks ago, and it's values, value, and contribution. Okay. When you know your values or actually when you own your values, that which is the most important to you, that which drives you, and you full-on own them, and you don't allow for compromise, and you stand firm in them. And this isn't being a difficult bitch. This is who I deserve to be. This is who I deserve to show up as. Mm -hmm. When you know your value, your inherent value as a human being, and when you contribute your worth, that thing, that one thing that only you can do, that one thing that you're here for. Life is fabulous from that point forward. It's easy. Absolutely. That's all.
0: Values, value, contribution.
1: You see, it's all just yeah. perfectly,
0: so. How can we find your book? Um, I will give you a link if that will make it easier. That would be um, awesome. Uh, Is there any way that you can put it in the chat, maybe? Um, Maybe after the video ends?
2: Yes, when the video ends, I can absolutely put it in the chat. And it's a link. Go get the book. It's free. It's downloadable. Print it out. Keep it with you. Rub it under the nose of Sweetie Pie. No, ask <laughs> Sweetie Pie to do it with you. <laughs> do it with the kids. Um, I'm all about sharing the sharing the tools and the strategies and understanding you don't have to force people to change. But when they see who you become, when they see the peace that you're holding, when they see how you've changed, they want that, too.
1: Exactly. hmm Absolutely. Thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you. That just really hit wow.
0: uh, Kimberly did
1: a lot. So thank
0: you so much. That was amazing. Thank you ladies. Thank you for giving me a, a
2: platform to share my content obviously, but thank you for showing up and doing what you do. It is a calling and a gift and I bless you both from my heart because As women this wasn't what we were taught. Mm -hmm. It isn't. So you know this again is a new paradigm. We've got to take control. We've got to show the world the connection. What I do for me I do for you. What Mm -hmm. I do to you I do to me.
1: Yeah for sure. That's
0: the bottom line.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you
0: Appreciate for everybody that. who joined. Thank you again, Kimberly and Dr. Linda, and Thank we will you. see you all next week. Next week, yeah,
1: next week. All right, we'll see you all. Bye. Have a good one.